I read a scary passage in the Bible today. It was in the Psalms, Psalm 81, verse 11 and 12, where God said, But my people would not listen to me. Israel would not submit to me. I know this first verse states nothing new or scary. Even though God had done great miracles to rescue His ancient people from slavery in Egypt, and even though He tenderly cared for them by providing bread, water, even meat in the wilderness, they still refused to follow His commands. And with their whole hearts, they lusted after other gods. Here is the scary part. It comes in the next verse, verse 12, where God said, So I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own devices. Where would you be right now if God gave you over to your stubborn heart to follow your own way or your own devices, as the psalmist put it, to follow your own passions, your own preferences? What if there was no balance and check on what you really wanted to do? What would you do? Would you indulge every hedonistic desire of your body? Would you say whatever you felt like saying to whoever, and if they didn't like it, tough? Would you go on a spending spree, eat till you were sick, and then eat some more? Or, or would your life look pretty much like it does right now? Because, well, you do pretty much what you want anyway when it comes to food, your body, and your money. When God gives someone over to their own devices, I don't think that it feels like a dam bursting and, and finally you can do what you want. No, I think it feels like normal life where you continue to do exactly what you've been doing in the first place. The only difference is that God becomes less and less of your concern. Prayer, if you pray at all, is only a formality of prescribed words like, you know, grace before the family eats, or maybe reciting the Lord's Prayer in worship. Hey, everyone else is doing it. And as for worship, it's not a matter of the heart, but of a, you know, maybe a family obligation to keep peace at home. But your real devotion is found in any number of other activities hobbies, sports, work, or just being left alone to do what you want. One of the scariest passages in the Bible isn't the coming judgment day where people will be cast into hell, but rather you've already been judged and left to live out your days pursuing your own heart or devices, as it says in Psalm 81. Living without God eternally is in the end exactly what you've always wanted, and on the last day, it's granted. This scary reality describes us all in that we all would rather just do our own thing. Oh, God can join us if He'd like, but we're still in charge. Can you see then why the incarnation of Jesus at Christmas was absolutely necessary? God had to come looking for us because we were quite satisfied to be on our own and doing our own thing. But even having found us, we are still unsatisfied, unhappy, longing for something more, something better. What is it that is inside of us that literally is quite hell-bent 
on our own devices and our own way. If you are unaware of just how powerful this force of dissatisfaction with God is in your own heart, well, then you have no other choice but to mistakenly believe that other people are making your life difficult. And if you could just get away from them or make them stop what they're doing, then you could finally be happy. You would have no other choice but to live with the false narrative that things and fulfillment of your passions will finally make you happy. You would have no other device but your body, your mind, your, possess your possessions and talents to obtain the life you feel you really deserve. You cannot go any other direction but further, deeper, and more deluded into this lie unless God delivers you. And even then, you can only remain His by His constant care, provision, and grace. But thankfully, that is exactly what you have been given in Jesus. Born in Bethlehem, born as one of us, so that He might speak in such a way that we might hear Him by the Holy Spirit and serve, in such a way, serve us in such a way that we might actually receive the care that would bring healing to our hell-bent heart. This Jesus was born so that He might die for your rebellion against God, but He also rose again and brings you a new life, a new heart, and a new mind. Yeah, you are not simply a sinner who has been forgiven. I mean, you are, but you are so much more. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus who is now aware of this great godless drive within you to just do your own thing. But rather than being given over to it, you are led by the Spirit. And this Spirit-led life is very different than your normal life or how you lived in your own devices. Here, the Spirit leads you to say no to ungodliness and yes to the works of love. Here, there is a joy and a desire to be with God. And prayer, oh, it's this ongoing conversation you can't get enough of with the one who loves you and you love Him as well. Worship isn't a formality and a trudge, but an outflow of praise and thankfulness and a desire to glorify the true God who's given you everything. You want to hear His Word. You want to be at His table and receive His meal. And as you listen to your own heart, its sadnesses, its dissatisfactions, its desires, its sorrows, rather than being led by your heart, you know that it will only lead you away from God. So, by the Spirit, you pursue the true God. You hear His Word and follow Jesus. And it isn't a one-and-done event in your life, but an ongoing life of those who belong to Jesus. Well, may the Lord then bless you during this Advent season. And if you haven't attended a midweek service, they're in luck. There's still one more coming this Wednesday at 6 p.m. Hope to see you all then this weekend in Bible study and divine service.